Hi, I'm Elena Joe, and this is episode 34 of Big Picture Relationships called What About Deconstruction? Now, deconstruction is this idea of carefully taking things apart and looking at all the parts that make up the whole. And today I'm going to talk about it in two different contexts. I want to talk about our core beliefs and our identity as a person, because sometimes as we're growing and changing, we need to outgrow some things. And secondly, I'll talk about deconstruction as it pertains to religion. Sometimes as we grow and change or learn new things, it takes some adaptations to figure out a spirituality that works for us. And that doesn't mean that as we're growing and changing, we need to throw it all out or completely revolutionize things. So you'll see what I mean when I get to it. Let's jump on in. Thanks so much for being here. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. I watched my son with delight take apart a gigantic TV, 32-inch flat-screen television that didn't work anymore the day after Christmas. You see, he's eight years old, and he asked Santa for a big, broken electronics pile, things that didn't work anymore that he could take apart. And he got it, and it's pretty hilarious. I'll post a picture in the show notes. But... It's taken him a lot of patience to get to this point. My boys have always liked taking things apart, which really meant a little attempt with a screwdriver and then smashing it with a hammer, let's be honest. But here at eight years old, he has a tool set and I watched him spend hours on this big screen TV, meticulously undoing every little screw, every little bolt, wire cutters, cutting things apart, peeling apart the layers until he got down to the thin little plasma glass screen, which was amazing. I'd never seen the inside of a TV before and that glass part was so tiny. It was just amazing. And as I watched his delight, it dawned on me for the first time that deconstruction can be a curious and a joyful process. Let me define deconstruction. This is kind of a word that I hear in religious circles, but it means other things. So let me just describe to you that really deconstruction is the process of taking something apart. Think about constructing or construction. We understand that word, like a house under construction is a house that's in the process of being built. Constructing something is putting pieces together and making it come together. So deconstruction would be the opposite of that. Deconstruction is like the house being taken apart. We spend a lot of our younger years constructing versions of ourselves, building up our identity and our beliefs. We take snippets of like how people around us act, what our parents think of us, things that happen at school, formative experiences, and we are constructing a personhood. And for some of us, we also spend our early life constructing a faith within the context of a religion, a predominant religion, maybe the one of your family growing up. I want to talk today about the important place that deconstruction has in both of these arenas, because over your lifetime, you're going to change and grow. At least I hope you change and grow because you don't want to stay the same person that you were at 18. I mean, you're gaining wisdom, you're gaining life experience. So as you change and grow, you might get tired and frustrated at the parts of you or the beliefs that don't fit you anymore. And you have a couple of options when that happens. You can get tired and frustrated and smash those parts to bit or throw them away. Or you can comb through all these cumulative experiences that have built you up. You can comb through the parts and the pieces that make up your identity or make up your belief 
with curious joy, and you get to decide what's worth keeping, like my son with his careful electronics deconstruction. Instead of smashing it, getting frustrated that it wasn't working or wasn't what he wanted, he was carefully sorting into piles, and I, my basement right now is loaded with multiple electronics piles of things that are worth keeping, things he wants for the future, and things that are going in the garbage as soon as there's room because it's already full of electronics pieces. But I'm getting abstract here, so let me tell you about what I mean about deconstruction in two different ways that this might impact your life. Now, the first way. I know a woman who was working on deconstructing the messages from her mother, especially in the childhood home that she grew up in. And as she was approaching her own motherhood and raising a couple of teenage daughters, she was finding herself really torn because she felt conflicted between what she knew in her head to be the right thing to do here and now in today's world with raising empowered daughters, empowered young women. But in her heart, it wasn't quite matching up and it was causing her a lot of confusion. So she met with a therapist in her area and began this amazing assignment that I think about all the time, seriously, which was to write down the beliefs that she was handed in childhood on three by five cards. Make a whole pile of three by five cards that had beliefs that were given to her or handed down to her. She had tons of them. I'll just give you a few so you can understand the theme of what she was dealing with. Girls are to be seen and not heard. Girls should dress in a way that protects men's thoughts. A good girl doesn't call attention to herself. Women should raise children at home full-time. Men or dads have the final say in the family. And women should be productive at all times. And she, as an adult, as you know, an adult woman with a family of her own, knows that these messages don't work for her anymore. She knew that they were not helping. And... But she wasn't ready to just smash her upbringing, calling, you know, her family of origin sexist and old-fashioned. She wasn't going to throw away her mom by writing her off as a crazy, old-fashioned, stifling lady. Now, I know that sounds severe, but I see lots of people metaphorically smash the TV to bits, using that analogy, and toss out their foundations. They just write it off, like wash their hands of it and say, that's not even me anymore. I'm starting over. This woman was attempting instead a deconstruction by making lists of all these childhood messages and beliefs that no longer worked for her. And she then started working through them one by one, thinking about them, chewing on them, mulling them over in her head. I mean, for days and days at a time, this is not something you could just sit down and rattle off. And she'd think in her head and in her heart if they were true for her now, from her new vantage point, her new perspective as a mature adult. And when she got to the bottom of what she really thought, which for some of those thoughts took a long time, she admitted, she wrote replacement beliefs on the flip side of the card. For example, for the thought that women should support and serve their husbands, she replaced and wrote on the back, women and men make great partners in mutual support and service, more like teammates. One by one, she worked through this list. I'm sure it took her tons of time. But then she frequently also reviewed her cards to try to hold on to her new beliefs, her new identity that she created to fit her better. She took charge of the narrative here by picking through the old pieces, picking through because there were good things in her family too. Her parents, her mother taught her all kinds of good things that she wanted to hold on to. So she could hold on to those things, keep those, and discard and replace these other beliefs that were not healthy and not good for her anymore. What beliefs do you have about yourself, 
your family, your gender, your world from childhood or from a former version of yourself? Because doesn't it make sense that as we grow and age, as we change, we get to shed old patterns of belief, kind of like a snake sheds his skin that it's outgrown? Now, I'm not saying throw away everything and revolutionize yourself over and over as you grow up, at least not usually for those of us that don't have crazy, crazy upbringings, but I'm talking about the deconstructive process of evaluating what works, what you actually think, and what doesn't work anymore. You, a capable, competent grown-up, get to decide what's worth keeping and what you should let go of. There's an old phrase that comes to mind as I've been pondering how to teach about this idea of deconstruction without talking for 100 hours, because I think that deconstruction or going through a deconstructive process is the very way that we don't inadvertently throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's a phrase, at least in America, that, well, I don't know, maybe in my experience that I've heard a lot, you know, moms or grandmas say, well, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, that's just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So I was thinking really hard about what this means as far as deconstruction goes. And let me look at it this way. Okay, so you've got a baby. You've got a baby that needs to get clean and it's in the bathwater. And this bathwater started out as warm and clean and purposeful. And it was so useful and such a perfect environment to be in. But a while later, this water is getting cold. It's sort of gray with dull old soap suds and skin cells, and maybe it's even kind of gross. And suddenly you're thinking, ah, this cold, gray, yucky water is gross. It's making me really uncomfortable. I need to get rid of it. And in your haste to get rid of this uncomfortable thing, you toss it out the door with the baby in it. Now, the baby is good. The baby didn't do anything wrong. The baby isn't hurting you. You've just overlooked that there is actually something good in that wash tub because you got so bothered by the yucky bath water. Deconstruction is that sort of boring, perhaps uncomfortable process of slowing down and examining the pieces of your belief, the pieces that make you up, without just chucking the whole thing out the window, out the back door. It's like eliminating that gray bath water that you no longer have use for without losing the good things like the baby. And we can't talk about, I can't talk about belief without talking about faith and religion. It's such a fascinating subject for me, and I touch on it sometimes here in this podcast. If this is of zero interest to you faith-wise, then you can peace out. I will not be offended if you stop here and catch me next time on other topics. I will not be offended. But I'm going to go on to how else deconstruction applies even more. As we grow and mature, the religion of our youth might not fit us as well. Don't worry, to my religious friends listening here, I am not going to say anything that encourages outgrowing religion. I actually don't feel that way. But let's be really honest about the fact that churches and programs and structures are designed to help a maximum number of people. And those parameters might not work for you. They might not work for your neighbor. But sometimes they don't work in every instance. And every church has a colorful history, poor things done by leaders, hurtful stances at times toward minority groups, and on and on every church. Now, if you are in a state of quiet or maybe even active discontent with your religion or its history or your own religious status, if you feel like the religious skin that you're living in is getting too itchy because it's time for a new level of growth, you know, you're outgrowing that snake skin that you're in, my question for you is, are you taking the time and patience to deconstruct what makes up where you are religiously? Will you take the time and the patience to comb through what you actually think? 
to look for the good and the bad that makes up your religious core in honest, equal doses. And I ask this because from where I sit quietly observing, because I do a lot of observing, this topic is so fascinating to me, I see most commonly two paths that people take when they start questioning their religious foundations. Now, the first one is that people feel betrayed when their religious tapestry starts to unravel, and they get really uncomfortable and betrayed, so they throw the entire thing out. They leave their church, perhaps they leave their spiritual beliefs entirely, saying something like, I'm done, it's not all true, I've been told it's all true my whole life, so it must be all false, and I'm just getting rid of it. Many people go through this process from from where I sit, and I know I don't see everything, but I see a lot of people go through this process in a hurry. It's like some crisis happens, oh my gosh, this isn't what I thought it was, and then they leave. They're gone. Very similar to smashing that TV or throwing that baby right out the door with the bathwater. But the second group, maybe you haven't thought about before. Let me tell you what I see. The second group are people that get so terrified over the dark abyss that they fear awaits them if they honestly examine some things about their religion. And especially in fundamentalist religions, we're raised to think that paying attention to any disbeliefs is a slippery slope that's going to ruin everything. So people in the second group start to see that there's more to their religious views, or maybe there's some things that make them uncomfortable, but it terrifies them so greatly that instead of looking at them, they double down on their old patterns of religious faith. And my metaphor for this group is sort of like they're wrapping their arms around that old broken TV saying, I'll never let you go, or climbing back into that dirty gray bathwater because like, hey, at least I know it's safe. I think that it's healthy and growth-promoting to remember the importance of deconstruction, of combing through those thoughts, because after deconstruction comes reconstruction, which I'm not going to take the time to talk about today. I'll just touch on it that reconstruction is, of course, all about growth. It's building the new skin after shedding the old one that doesn't fit anymore. Remember what my friend did on her childhood belief cards by writing a new true thought on the back of them? Her replacement beliefs about women and their role was her version of reconstructing that piece of herself. So just remember that deconstruction doesn't have to be feared because after deconstruction, continue on to reconstruction. Now, here's the thing about religious deconstruction. I am not advocating that your deconstructing is going to land you in a certain place religion-wise. I'm not saying that you should be at church or you should not be at church. That is completely for you to decide because every single one of our situations is oh so different. But I have a couple things to say to these different groups that I've mentioned. To group number one. I wish so much for you to take the time and examine what's good from your religious foundation and keep it. Rather than throwing everything away in your hurt or your betrayal, can you find what is good? There's probably some good things. What is actually a part of you? And do you have the patience to separate out the pieces and set aside and preserve what's meaningful, what's uplifting, what's joyful? You don't have to turn bitter. You don't have to decide if your religion was false, then it must mean that God is false and there's no heaven and there's nothing after this. And you don't have to decide these things on a whim because it's either all true or all false. You don't have to change up your family's traditions as some stance against Christmas. You don't have to refuse to participate in family prayer when you're with extended family or or do whatever was good and meaningful in your traditions from your religious foundations. 
I just wish I could beg this group to take the time to deconstruct, to be purposeful and slow and meaningful in retaining whatever you can that's good, instead of in, in the efforts of revolution, like coming up with an entirely new life for yourself and all the generations that will follow after you in your potential to hurry to get rid of that yucky bathwater. I know deconstruction is really painful sometimes and a slow going process. And this whole episode, I'm advocating to take the time and walk through the mess because what took a lifetime to build can probably not be thrown out super safely in a few months time. Okay, but to group number two, I wish for group number two to be less afraid of deconstruction. For, for you believers, for you, remember the group two is like those who've doubled down and closed their, on tight, closed their eyes tight to hang on. What if the next step in your faith journey is to let go of some of your quote-unquote sure knowledge, beliefs, and to make a little more room for uncertainty? Is it possible that some of your religion is true and some of it might be well-meaning mortals? I think that the greatest exercise of faith is to use your God-given accountability to explore and to sift through the piles, to leave a little more space for the unknown and trust in that power that's greater than yourself because you don't know anymore, and using your agency to determine between um, you and your God what is worth keeping in your life. You have the right to do that because your just your relationship with deity and your decisions for yourself are the most important. And if you have faith and trust in that divine being, you can trust that you won't be led astray by that. Maybe this is the next level of growth and you can stay in your religion as part of your reconstruction and keep on growing. Thank you for listening to my deconstructive ramblings. I admit to you, and hopefully you can hear it in the passion in my voice, that my heart hurts for all the people who don't have this sort of religious language, who don't even realize that there's a middle ground. I hurt for the people who leave religion in a hurry, and I hurt for those who double down on tradition with their eyes closed tight against what they fear is going to be a falling away. I wish that we all talked more about deconstruction and reconstruction as a valid option for moving forward. Whether we're talking about our childhood beliefs, our core beliefs about identity as a person, our religious beliefs, or our religious beliefs, there we go, remember that nothing is so simple as right and wrong, black and white, mom's way or my way, my dad's way or my way, the church's way or my selfish way. Nothing is that simple anymore. This life that we live is beautiful and it's complicated and you have every right to take your time sifting through its pieces as you deconstruct that old skin that you're outgrowing and reconstruct a new one for a happy, beautiful life. Thank you so much for listening to this, you guys. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can reach out to me anytime at hello at elenajo.co. Also, speaking of a beautiful life, you guys, I got my mix book back that I made, which is the photo album I make every year out of all my Instagram photos and family photos. And it comes in the mail. Anyway, I order it every end of year. And it is beautiful. This is like the one sponsored product that I feel ethical and great about telling you guys about. So if you have any interest in actually seeing and touching in your hands these photos that you print day in, day out, 
go to bit.ly slash mixbookdeals. That's the link I created for you guys to get access. Um, if you click through that, they're usually they're 40 to 50% off. So watch for a sale, but it's bit.ly slash mixbookdeals. And you can see examples on my website at elenajo.co. Thanks so much and talk to you next time. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos, along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders and join the big picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.